What's up, everybody? Welcome in to A to Z Sports Picks. Brian and I are going to have a great show for you this Friday. Get you all set up for bowl games today, bowl games this weekend, the NFL, NBA, college basketball, you name it. Brian, good to see you, buddy. How we doing, man? Good to see you, brother. We got this one about to kick off uh, right now. Do I go into it or did you have uh, some other? Tell you what, hang tight one second. Everybody, yeah. welcome in A to Z Sports Picks. I'm Al Bell, CBS Sportsline, alongside Brian Edwards of VegasInsider.com. A to Z Sports Picks are brought to you every Friday by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Uh, go to BetMGM on your app or BetMGM.com and use promo code A to Z Sports to get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000 on pro football. That's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Must be present in the state of Tennessee. For gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. All right, Brian. So, exactly what you're just talking about. We have UTSA and Troy about to kick off here in just a minute. Troy, a, or UTSA, a three-point favorite. Uh, total sitting around 56 and a half. We were just talking about the game. What are you bets on this one, man? Yeah, I like the over, and I, I actually took Troy as well since the, with the line move uh, to plus three, but I like the over more. Um, uh, so the over has hit in uh, three straight for Troy. Two of those combined scores were 67 and 71. This is UTSA's third lowest total of the season. The Roadrunners ranked ninth in the nation in total offense, 12th in scoring, 38.7 points per game. Their combined scores averaged 65.2. Frank Harris, one of the best QBs in the nation. I won't bore you with all his stats, but 31 to 7 TDI and T ratio and nine rushing touchdowns. And UTSA is not very good defensively. In Troy's last two games, they scored 48 and 45, their biggest outputs of the year. So their offense is playing better than it's played all year. Nice. That was a damn breakdown right there, boy. Yeah, I like man. it, man. I, I'm with you, dude. I'm on the over on this one. I think both offenses are going to have success. As you mentioned, UTSA's defense, not exactly, uh, you know, the 70 Steeler, so to say. But nope, it's going to be a good one, man, for sure. All right. So I'll tell you what. That's a perfect segue. All right. Segue. I can't even speak today. So last week, we introduced the bowl games. All right. We kind of broke down initially what we liked, you know, said it was early. We don't need, you know, to to break ourselves going into every single game because uh, we just want a little bit of time. That being said, let's jump right back into it. All right, I'm going to throw it over to you first, man. What are you seeing now, bowl games that you've bet, that you're about to bet, bowl games that you like? All right, so here's a couple for tomorrow. I like Fresno State uh, minus uh, three and a half or four to Washington State. Uh, Fresno State's won eight games in a row. Um, the last five, Jake Hayner, 11 touchdown passes without an interception. You know, they, they hit rock bottom when they lost at UConn to fall to um, one and four, four I think. It, oh, no, they uh, the next week they lost to Boise to fall to one and four. They thought Hayner was maybe gone for the year. Ends up, he makes a rapid rehab recovery. He comes back, and they end up winning the Mountain West, and now they get to face a Power 5 team from the Pac-12. And, and so they, they're fired up for it. Hayner did not opt out, whereas Washington State's got a lot of opt-outs. Three of their top four receivers are out. Whether uh, There's like one into the portal, uh, one's injured, and then two opted out or, or something to that effect. Um, 
or I'm sorry, three total have left um, out of the top four. They've also lost first-team All-Pac-12 linebacker Dayon Henley, who led them in tackles. Their starting middle linebacker, Travion Brown, is out. His backup is also out. So they've had to move uh, one of their safeties to linebacker, and they've lost their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator. And the OC was the guy from Incarnate Word, that brought Cam Ward in because Cam Ward had a you know a big career at, at Incarnate Word before transferring into Wazoo. So Ward is missing three of his top four receivers and the OC that brought him there. So all that to me uh, smells like a Fresno cover. So I'm on Fresno minus three and a half or four to Washington State tomorrow. I'm also on over 52 and a half or 53 in the Florida Oregon State game. I was just about to ask, what are you doing with your Gators tomorrow, man? Yes, sir. So the overs on a four and two run for Florida, but one of those unders would have been an over with uh, it had 55 combined, uh, which would be an over with this uh, line we're dealing with on this total. So, uh, and the Florida's defense has sucked three years in a row. They ranked number 104 nationally in total defense, 89 defending the pass, 101 in run defense, 91 in scoring D. I think Oregon State's got a strong running game. I think they're going to be able to run it on the Gators. And the Gators are actually, although, you know, they don't have uh, shorter and obviously don't have Anthony Richardson, but they're actually more healthy wide receiver-wise than they were in the FSU game. They've got several players uh, back that were injured at that point. The overs on a five and three run uh, for the Beavers. And um, look, Jack Miller's going to start at quarterback, first career start, first snaps as a Gator, but he would have been the backup. He got hurt mid-August, had to have surgery on his thumb. He's only been healthy five or six weeks now, but he was a four-star transfer from Ohio State. So it's not like he's some scrub and he's got an opportunity to, you know, maybe establish himself as a, as a favorite to be the starter next year, but that depends on who the Gators get out of the portal. Anyway, I like it over, and then let me give you one more uh, for early next week, and that is Eastern Michigan plus three and a half or four to San Jose State. So San Jose State is mired in an 0-6 against the spread slump. Our listeners know I talk about Eastern Michigan be, uh, being great as an underdog all them. the time. Yeah, their last six is an underdog this season. They are 6-0 against the spread with five outright wins. And going back to the 2015 regular season finale when Chris Creighton's Eagles are an underdog, they're 37-11-1 against the spread in 49 underdog spots. I like Eastern Michigan. All right, there we go. Now, all right, I'm going to throw you a handful. I'm going to give you six right here, all right? And I'm not going to go rapid fire, but kind of rapid fire, and I want your opinions on these, sure. okay? All right, yep. first up, Ole Miss, minus three and a half, gets Texas Tech. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I think Lane Kiffin, after all that Egg Bowl mess, and am I going to Auburn, am I not going to Auburn? Like, they paid him a bunch of money now. Time to prove it a little bit. It's it's best for business and everybody in Oxford to have a good game, win that bowl game, right? All right. Next one here, Florida State, minus seven and a half. What are your thoughts on this one? I like the Knowles. I bought it to seven. Um, yeah. I think it's up to and eight. And they're playing right Oklahoma, by the way. Apologies. Yeah, right. they're playing Oklahoma. Right. All right, yeah, I think FSU's only going to have one opt-out, and he hasn't even uh, – Jared Verse, the uh, defensive end, who's uh, a likely first-round pick or, or early second at worst. Um, I think he's probably going to opt-out, but he hasn't yet. And um, I think it's all in for all for FSU. And, you know, Jordan yeah, Travis I coming back next year. Yeah, I think that it is. I think that, you know, they're all in on this. And, you know, listening to Jordan Travis 
um, you know, kind of speak after the the regular season had ended, right? And, and you know, him saying, "Look, I, I'm ready to roll. Like for next year, I'm ready to go." Um, so yeah, I, I think that this is going to be a team that's fired up. And Oklahoma's horrible, horrible. Yeah, they can't think, stop a nosebleed. Yeah, I think I would like FSU in this game, regardless. But the fact that they're not going to have hardly any opt outs, and Oklahoma's had a lot of guys hit the portal and a few yeah. declare for the draft. But I would like FSU anyway. But those circumstances, I think, make it undoubtedly FSU or pass. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, okay. All right. Iowa, Kentucky, Music City Bowl. Over 31 and a half. And, and let me just let me just preface by saying this. This total is lower than Army Navy. Right. I, I, I'm asking for 16 points each. Like, right. I get this game. They played in a bowl game against each other last year. I don't know who is motivated, if anyone is, but 31 and a half. Like, it's, it's so low. <laughs> it's so low. Like, yeah. And when we talk about motivations, you know, yeah, like, Brian, you you broke it down last week, and it was 100% correct. Like, lack of motivation also affects defenses, too, right? Like, there are people making business decisions saying, ah, you know what? I don't really care if this guy scores a touchdown. I'm not separating my shoulder before I go to the combine. Yeah, 31 and a half on principle. I hate both of these teams, like, in terms of where they're at right now because it just – it was a mess of a season for both of them. I don't hate the teams, like just what happened. Um, but, dude, I mean, well, look, it can be it can be ten to seven in the final minute, and then you get it to overtime, like Army Navy, and it ends up going over. Yeah, like I, I just out of principle, I have to play it here. All right, uh, next one is uh, tomorrow Saturday, Cincinnati Louisville over forty one. All right, yeah, again, yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, both teams have tons of opt-outs. Both teams have no head coach. Um, I know. It's insanity. It's insanity. Like, like you're right. I didn't mean to interrupt you right there because you were breaking No, no, I didn't have anything else to say. It's just like we're getting a shell of both teams. A huge shell of both teams. You're right. That being said, again, I'm just playing it out of pure banana land insanity to have some fun. So understand, like, don't, don't. This isn't like your best bet of the bowl season. Right. But if you want to have some fun of what in the hell is going to happen, this is your game on Saturday. All right. Last one. San Diego State minus seven. Uh, Hawaii Bowl against Middle Tennessee State. Look, um, nothing against MTSU. Uh, nothing against Murfreesboro. Love you to death. Clean gyms, dirty gyms. I love all of it. But uh, I don't. I don't like this matchup for MTSU. Going all the way out there. San Diego State's a good football team. They played a big boy schedule this year. Um, yeah, I don't like MTSU really at all in this game. Any thoughts that you have? You know, I, I don't have any thoughts on this yeah. one because I kind of I don't think I've had a bet on either one of their uh, games since maybe early October, if then. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I kind of lost track of Middle Tennessee after the Miami win. I know they not lost a, bad a few thing. games after that. Yeah, like not a bad thing. There's only so right. much brain space. Like, sure, and that's kind of both of these teams. Like San Diego State, they didn't finish how you know that they thought that they would have a season this year. But I don't know, man. They always have a good defense. Always. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I, I'm I'm worried about MTSU in this one. So I'll roll with San Diego State. All right, that's what I've got here. All right, let's transition over to the NFL. But before Brian, we do that. Let's talk about, talk about Omaha real, Steaks. Some real bowl winners this year, all right? 
falls in the air. That means grilling with cocktail or cocktails, cookouts, tailgate parties, and so much. And cocktails. And fl- yeah, you know, do its thing. I had Florida Georgia on the mind. Luckily, the flavor experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to savor all the flavors of fall with their mouth-watering assortments of perfectly aged steaks, ultra-juicy burgers, and easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Now is the perfect time to load up on all of this incredible flavor and take advantage of 50% off site-wide by shopping their friends and family sale. Go to omahasteaks.com and use our promo code A to Z. That's A-T-O-Z at checkout to get $30 off your order. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com and stock up today. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life, Brian. Guaranteed. And don't forget to score that extra $30 off your order when you use A to Z at checkout. Omaha Steaks is perfect for those chilly and busy fall nights. You won't come close to getting this kind of quality at the grocery store. Visit omahasteaks.com. Promo code A to Z at checkout. Minimum order may be required. All right. Now, what is also required, my dude? We have Titans at Chargers. Okay. We've got the Chargers, a three-point favorite. Moving around here, depending on you know where you're looking at. Uh, a total of what? 47 and a half, I believe, last that I saw. Brian, I'll throw it over to you first, man. What are your thoughts on this game? What do you bet? I got to go with the Chargers, man. Titans let me down last week. And, uh, man, uh, it, it doesn't appear they're in a very good uh, place right now. And uh, Chargers at home uh, only having to lay three. I got to go Chargers. Now, the Titans have been better on the road, uh, four and three straight up, five and two against the spread than the Chargers have been at home where they're only three and three uh, straight up and against the spread. But they um, they only beat uh, Miami by six last week. But that was kind of a misleading final. I thought they they played uh, better than that, you know, indicates. Um, oh, they, they dominated to... Miami. I mean, yeah, exactly. dominated. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it was yeah, more of a, an uh, ass-beating than a, just a one possession. <laughs> it was crazy that it was a one-possession game there late. But anywho, um, you know, and they haven't had to travel. They're they're at home. Uh, I got to go Chargers minus three. Yeah, um, look, it, it's tough. I, I, it, it's, hard to, it, it's hard to bet with the Titans right now. It's just hard to do it. They're so banged up. I know that they're getting uh, a little bit healthier on defense, but... Dude, it's brutal. Now, here's the interesting part. The Chargers' run defense is on pace to become possibly the worst in NFL history, and that's no hyperbole. They're giving that's up not less. good going against Tennessee. No, but here's the problem, all right? So what the Chargers did last week against Miami is probably the same thing that they're going to do against Tennessee. They just loaded the box and said, I don't think that you can beat us in the air, and they couldn't. And that's what teams are doing against Tennessee right now. Um, My two plays in this one are this. Uh, Derrick Henry, over 13 and a half receiving yards. All right? I'm going to tell you why. Look at Derrick Henry the last five weeks for the Titans. All right? They've thrown to him. He has 12 receptions for 180 receiving yards. They're using him in the short passing game because his offensive line is destroyed. Ryan Tannehill is getting killed back there. They can't run the football because defenses are just loading up the box saying, I don't think you have the wide receivers to beat us, right? So I think that they'll use Derrick Henry in the receiving game. So I'm going to play that. Number two, Chargers tight end Gerald Everett, over 32 and a half receiving yards. All right? Last week, the Titans defense is finding itself with decisions to make, okay? You load up the box to stop the run, 
which they're going to kind of have to do with Austin Eckler, both the run game and the short passing game. They're using him more on the short passing game, to be completely honest with you. Then number two, the Chargers have Mike Williams, okay, and Keenan Allen that could blow, both blow the top off the defense deep. So you're going to have to do something about that. That's why I like Chargers tight end Gerald Everett because he's going to be in no man's land in the middle of the field because you just don't have the horses to stop all of it. You look last week, the Jaguars did this 100% specifically to the plan. Tight end Evan Ingram, 11 receptions, 160-plus yards receiving, right? Like, there's just only so much to do. I think the Chargers are going to absolutely utilize that, and we're getting a good tight end at only over 32-and-a-half. Yeah, I'm going to roll with that one. But, I, 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 dude, I'm with you. Like, I, it, it's tough to bet on the Titans right now. It's just tough to do it. it it's tough to do it. They had, they had every piece. Here's the also the last part, or the hardest part, and I'll, we'll stop on this and go to more NFL. Um, the Titans had it. Like, to start that game last week against the Chargers, they had all the juice, momentum. Bam, going right down, scoring. Turn Weren't they up seven when Henry fumbled on that weird play over yeah. on the sideline? Yeah, yeah. They, they just gave up turnover, 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 spotted the Jaguars 17 <laughs> points, and it was OV because they could – they can only score so many points, and they cannot give teams points like that. I don't think that it happens again, but it's just tough. It's tough to buy. It's just tough to buy in betting on them. All right, enough of the Titans. NFL, <laughs> yeah, NFL across the board. NFL Week 15. What do you like? What do you got? All right, I'm going to go with Minnesota minus four to the Colts tomorrow. I think it's a nice bounce back spot uh, for the Vikings. They're six and one uh, straight up at home, and all six of those wins have been by four points or more, which is relevant because that's what uh, the spread is. And, uh, you know, Indy uh, only two, four and one straight up, two and five against the spread on the road. Lost three in a row after winning the first one under just. We lose you there, Brian. Might have lost Brian. All right, I'll go ahead and jump in. Um, look, there's a couple that I like. Cincinnati, Tampa Bay. This is a fascinating game. Um, I kind of like the under, as weird as it sounds. I kind of like the under in this one of 45. I think the Bengals could have a little bit of a step back offensively. I don't believe in the Bucks' offense whatsoever. Um, so I'm going to roll with the under 45 in that one. Um, ugh. what do we do? What do we do with this Patriots Raiders game? All right. Raiders are one point favorite at home, a total of 44 and a half. Look, I kind of think New England wins this game, but man, I just don't know. <laughs> it probably jumped out now. It's kind of, it's gone crazy. All right. Um, yeah, like I'm kind of going with, uh, Sorry about this. Sorry about this. Uh, I'm going with uh, the Patriots here. I'm going to take them uh, plus one on the road. I think that they win this one outright. Uh, and as we try to get Brian in here and pure insanity on this, it kind of needs two people here. Uh, I'm just going to keep talking and pray that Brian comes back in. Uh, Eagles and Bears. This one's fascinating. Eagles, the nine-point favorite on the road, a total of 48 and a half. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to mess with this one at all. Uh, I'll tell you what I do like. 
The Saints minus four at home against the Atlanta Falcons, a total of 43 and a half. The Falcons are moving to Desmond Ritter. Again, apologies for what this looks like right here of me being in the middle. Let me see if I can pull this over right here. Uh, we're going to go with the Saints minus four. The Saints minus four here. Um, I, the Falcons are going to start Desmond Ritter at quarterback. There's going to be some growing pains. I don't know what is going on with this Marcus Mariota situation. It's pure insanity. Um, it doesn't sound right at all, especially for two people that we know and trust in terms of Marcus and Arthur Smith. So, yeah, I don't feel good about that one whatsoever. I like the Saints at home there. Uh, Buffalo, minus seven at home against Miami. Buffalo's won five straight against the Dolphins um, with an average score of 36 to 18 in those five when playing at home. I think Miami is a little bit of trouble here. I think two is banged up as well. So we're going to roll with the Bills on that one. All right, before it gets to any more insanity here, we're just going to drop out. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be live next week at Friday, hopefully, and we won't have any internet issues, and you can see me normally in a two-box system here. But until then, everybody, best of luck. Let's cash these tickets. We'll see you tomorrow. Or see you next week. Thank you.